0: Hello everyone, back here on for another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. I am one minute late because we had a few little technical issues, but today is a really special episode of the Speaker Series because I'm joined by Millie from those of you that may know Jesse and Millie, the Instagram page. They are the most incredible people and it's a really special conversation because we cover so many different topics. Jesse and Millie are both so inspiring in so many aspects of their journey, whether it's about marriage equality, whether it's about living off the grid and sustainably, whether it's their IVF journey, there's so much, beautiful experience and wisdom and inspiration to share with our soul community. But obviously this is part of Plastic Free July. So we are gonna talk a lot about the sustainable aspect of how they live off the grid and the journey and the story behind that whole experience. So I do believe I'm gonna be joined by Millie specifically. So I'm so excited. I'm just gonna get them in. One moment. hello hello I'm so sorry I'm so good we we had a few little tech issues for a second in the beginning but thank you for waiting of course (laughs) how are you good can you hear me okay yes you're perfect you're perfect I am so excited to finally get to talk to you um your the story is so special and I'm just really thrilled to have this opportunity to get to share a little bit of your experience with our community. So thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Tell tell us. Let's let's dive straight into it. Let's let's go straight into the, sort of the conversation of how did this happen? How did this all begin? Where did the passion and the commitment to sustainability come from? And how did you end up where? You know you both are living now and what has that experience been like?
1: Um, so I think we were both brought up in quite a sustainable household. Um, my parents have always instilled that in me so I think it's a kind of grassroots thing from when I was quite young. It's definitely something that we want to instill in Tide as well um, and I just think it's so important like I think that our approach to sustainability is, um, I guess we try and make it achievable because I think there's a lot of yeah. elitism when it comes to sustainability. And it's sometimes um, seen as um, the people who talk about it, it's like very restrictive, like you must absolutely be a vegan or, you know, I haven't touched plastic in 25 years and all of these things. And so I think the average person looking at that type of content might just think, oh, well, it's not possible for me. Yeah. So, you know, are kind of opt out, Um, whereas we found that just making small changes every single day can make a huge difference. And, you know, I think there's the saying that says we don't need one person being absolutely sustainable, we need millions of people, you know, being a little bit sustainable. So I think that's what we try and promote is that if everybody could just do a little bit without it seeming too scary, um, then that's the kind of ethos that we live by.
0: But what what was that moment for you? Like, I understand what it's like to grow up with parents or family that instill those values. Like, I wholeheartedly connect to that. I I was quite fortunate that my family, you know, instilled that curiosity in me, like, to to always ask questions and always explore. But, like, what was that, like, pinnacle moment that you're like, no, I, this is is my value system now. Like, I want to pursue and explore you know, and and keep moving towards this?
1: There was one moment for me. um, There was that Al Gore documentary and I was at Glastonbury Festival and I was really, really hungover. I think it was like the Sunday morning, like (laughs) early in the morning and there was this solar powered cinema tent and I just was like, oh, I'm going to go in there for a lie down because it's really sunny. And I lied down with my friend and this documentary came on. It had just been released and we watched it and I was just, crying my eyes out I just like that really resonated with me and I was just like I need to be doing more um so I mean there's been lots of little moments but that was one pinnacle moment for Mm -hmm. me where I was just like I have to you know dedicate more of my lifestyle to um being more sustainable
0: I mean, that particular documentary, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to in the similar position that have said like, it was that one. And I was the same. I was also bawling my eyes out. And it's just, it was very powerful. It was very well executed to really like hit, you know, hit the spot. But yeah, I mean, the I, I love your story because, you know, you talk about off, off the grid. I mean, talk to me more about this. This is Not everybody has the balls to go and do that. It's quite challenging, especially when we talk about how scary it can feel to be sustainable in this time. Um, What has that been like? And, you know, what are those daily habits and moments that you're living right now that have just changed your life?
1: it's definitely been more challenging with a
0: newborn i'll say that so um
1: we basically had a really long plan so it's something that we wanted to do for at least five years so we were living in kind of like basically a shipping container for really cheap rent like saving up our money to buy a house so we are obviously super privileged to be in the position that we were able to purchase a property i know that that's not always um achievable for lots of people so i think it's important to you know say what privilege that was but um yeah yeah we just had a long-term plan we managed to save and um bought our little house and so it's totally off grid so um solar panels our water is collected um like rainwater we collect all our heating is just the fire stove um wow. Yeah, like our, our sewerage is like a big worm tank. So like all our wastewater, our bath water, our tap water, our sewage all goes into this huge composting tank. We put all our vegetable scraps, everything in there. So we only use like natural, you know, shampoos and body washes and chemicals and stuff because we don't want to kill our worms. And yeah, we put all our vegetable scraps, we feed the worms, and then it kind of just Transports out to just like nitrogen rich, like runoff, and then you can use that to like water the plants and stuff.
0: So, yeah, Did like, you have everything build- is kind of used. Did you have to do a lot of research for this? Because, like, you can imagine that there's so many practical ways you can do small versions of that in the city, right? In city life, there's like little yes. things that you can start to implement composting in the kitchen. You just get a little bucket, you know, like start to sort of build those little moments and habits but how much work and research went into that because these are big processes like this is a huge project this is like a full-time job (laughs) you know
1: yeah so some of it we were lucky some of it was already here so the solar panels and things were already here um but i would definitely say like if you've got a small plot of land where you even but there's nothing to stop you you know growing some herbs or just doing something that makes a difference or if you if you don't have any land then you can um you know try and buy um stuff in the supermarket that doesn't have plastic on for example but i mean with the cost of living right now like we've even had to resort to sometimes buying like frozen vegetables in plastic so I guess the thing is you just have to do what you can do. And um, I feel like, yeah, like I said, there is a lot of elitism where people say, oh, you can only buy organic, free range, locally sourced, you know, all of that stuff, which is great if you can afford it. But there is definitely a barrier sometimes to affordability. So um, my advice to those people would be, you know, if you can't afford to buy organic free range vegetables or you can't afford to buy sustainable clothing it's okay to buy something from kmart but just wear it often you know get a capsule wardrobe um get a jumper or something like i i know anyone who sees me talk on my stories i wear like the same five outfits and that's it i'm not into like high fashion i don't buy like trendy fashionable things that are going to go out of style i literally just live in
0: jumpers and overalls um, Love and
1: I just wear them every day. <laughs> so,
0: but you also know, you can do
1: things like newborn. that.
0: Yeah, and also with a newborn and, you know, starting a new family, like I don't think that's top of your priority anyway, you know. But it's, yeah, it's, it's funny, exactly. you, we we talk about these practical achievable goals and solutions. And, and I think the big message to reiterate is you don't need to be perfect. There's no such thing. You can't. It's impossible. And no one is asking for you to be perfect. What we're asking is for awareness and conscious consumerism of take yeah. one extra moment before you vote with your dollar, before you spend on something. Exactly. Take one extra moment of awareness in the supermarket that if you can't afford to purchase the organic the free range the farmer's market whatever it is okay get what you need be practical and then see how you can support it in other aspects of your home life do you know kitchen composting if you've only live in an apartment you know grow some herbs on the windowsill so you don't have to buy them little gorgeous things like this that make such a lasting impact but you know I'd, I'd love more of your advice and thoughts and feedback on you know what has this journey been like for you like what was the biggest challenge that that's always a good one
1: the biggest challenge um God, that is a hard one. I definitely do suffer (laughs) from guilt as well, because I do always feel like I should be doing more, especially having tied. um, I was really like, I have to do just cloth nappies. Like I can't do any disposables. But then our washing machine broke when he was like two months old. And we now go to like a laundrette like every two weeks. And (laughs) so rocking up to the laundrette with like two weeks worth of like pooey newborn (laughs) nappies was just like, not something that is very achievable. Um, So at the moment we're doing disposables. Um, So yeah, it's things like that. I think that the challenge for me is constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough. Um, So I just have to remind myself that, you know, just the little changes that you make can make a difference.
0: Exactly. And I mean, look, like, that's a really practical example and a really practical scenario, especially with a newborn. Like, there is so much to do and so much to think about and comprehend. And you're constantly in a state of multitasking on lack of sleep at the same time. Like, it's it's a lot. And then to have to have hold that standard of oh I'm supposed to be perfect and sustain look it's not possible it's not achievable we're not robots I mean yeah. what advice do you give to new families or new mothers or parents in general that I'm, might be feeling this way because it is I it's it's such a realistic situation.
1: I would say if you can, try and do, like, 80% of the time, do the thing that you think is the most sustainable, if that's achievable and if that's affordable. So, for example, 80% of the time, I will try and make Tide's food from scratch. Um, You know, I'll prepare it all myself. But then 20% of the time, if I'm out and about, I might... Buy like a pouch, or I might have like some frozen meals or whatever. So at least you feel like you're doing something because I think it can often get overwhelming, especially as a parent, where you think, "Oh, I can't do it all the time, so I won't bother at all." And I think that that's a lot of people's viewpoint towards sustainability is it seems so unachievable to do all of the things that you think I just won't do it. Whereas if you just do, even if you just do the things that you enjoy. So if you have a passion for cooking focus there. If you have a passion for being outside, then focus there. If you've got a passion for fashion, then, you know, buy a capsule wardrobe from an op shop and just wear it every day and, you know, make that a challenge. Like I think instead of trying to do everything, just do the bits that you know you're going to stick at because, you know, they're the elements that you enjoy.
0: You know what? I have, I've interviewed so many people on this topic and almost every single person says the same sentiment of like, just start with one thing, but you're the only person. And this is why (laughs) you're the only person that has used the term passionate. And it makes me so happy because that is, that is the answer. You have to actually enjoy the process. And I think, you know, that's with anything in life. If you're wanting to focus on your health, if you're wanting to focus on your mental health, on your physical health, on, you know, achieving a goal, if you're starting a business, if you're anything. If you wanna do something well, you have to like it. You have to enjoy it. And exactly. I think exactly that sentiment in sustainability. Like just start with the thing you you find joy in. Like, you know, I obviously love coffee. So I started with coffee cups. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. It's it's all aligned. And I think that's really important with this whole concept of people you know, diving into the world of sustainability. You don't need to do everything. Just do one thing, do it really well, fall in love with it, be curious, investigate, share, inspire yeah. the community around you, and then go to the next thing when you're ready. <laughs> exactly
1: you know. if you make it part of your routine and second nature so like and you yeah. know with the coffee cups it's just like I always make my coffee at home I always put it in my soul cup and then if I go out I always make sure I have it with me sometimes it's not clean and I'm like finding some kind of public bathroom to like wipe out and I'm <laughs> like sheepishly handing it over to the coffee person saying can you rinse this before you put my coffee in <laughs> it? but like you know what I mean we're trying our best so yeah um yeah that's a routine now
0: I think I think that's so beautiful, though. It, it really does come down to that. Like, everyone needs to be a little bit nicer to themselves and nicer to those around them that are on this journey because, you know, there's always a solution and there's always something we can do better and, you know, improve. Yeah. But no one's looking for perfection here, you know. But, I mean, oh, you guys have, have just done the most incredible job at inspiring your community. And, and I, I'd be so curious of the, the last little – questions that I want to touch on are, you know, what comes up for you the most? Like, obviously, you, you talk about sustainability quite a lot. You talk about your property and the experience that you've had. From an audience perspective and a community perspective, is there a question or topics that sort of get touched on quite commonly? Or is there, you know, advice that sort of gets asked most commonly from your audience?
1: I think it's similar to some of the questions you've asked me so lots of people want to know like where to start or you know what they can do to be more sustainable or um, you know looking for kind of tips and tricks and I think one of the first things that I always say to people is before you look at you know the practical things the day-to-day things you know like swapping out plastic bags and stuff like that I'll say like a couple of things so number one the most sustainable thing that you could possibly have is something you already own so instead of you know going out and buying all this stainless steel stuff and these posh bags and you know all of these things the most sustainable thing you already have it so if you've got loads of fast fashion and if you've got you know loads of like plastic tupperwares or whatever it is keep them, just, you know, try and repair them, um, keep things going, try and, you know, maintain the stuff that you've got. So that's the first piece of advice that I think when people start a sustainability journey, they often go out and buy all new things, but then you know, what happens with the stuff you've already got. Yeah. So that's the first bit of advice I'd say. And then the other thing I think that's really important is when we're talking about sustainability and caring for the planet, like the most important voices are the voices of first nations people. Like those are the people that have protected the planet for, you know, 60,000 years and we've turned up and, you know, messed it up in a matter of seconds. So as much as, you know, people ask my opinion and, you know, people want to hear my opinion, I'm definitely not the thought leader in this space. Um, all of the knowledge and everything that comes to do with land management and sustainability and all of those practices, it's definitely Indigenous people that we need to listen to. So that would be my other advice is advocate, support, uplift, share, um, listen, learn, all of those things, because I think the future of the planet really is in the hands of us listening to first nations people and kind of you know letting them say what we need to do because i feel like yeah they have all the good ideas and um we can learn a lot from them
0: yeah it brings me so much joy to hear you say that it's just like it so needs to be talked about more I i cannot say that enough it is a conversation that needs to be yelled about they, you know, I I was having, I I did an interview yesterday um, with another brand and the advice that he gave was similar to yours in terms of, you know, like start with what you have, like don't go out and don't go buy and start with what you have. But it's about educating yourself. Like, yeah, get out there and ask a bunch of questions. And whether it's from the brands themselves, whether it's from the stores you walk into, whether it's about, you know, finding resources that are credible to inspire you and educate you, and you couldn't have said it better yourself. Like, First Nations is exactly what we should be looking at. We yeah. don't have a country yeah. without them. Like, there exactly. is nothing, nothing more sustainable than that. And that's so beautiful, and, and I just if anyone listening to this takes one piece of advice that changes them, it's that they'll go and explore and educate themselves in that aspect. Um, You know, and and then again, on a practical level, for those that aren't living in the country, aren't living off the grid, if you want to get out there and change your world and do something better for the environment, start with what you have. Don't go buy stuff. You don't need anything. You have it already. And I just love that you said that. I think that's the most beautiful thing. Thank you. <laughs> and just to sort of finish off and, and round this off, I mean, what's, what's next? I mean, do, do you see yourselves staying there for, forever? Like, is this forever home or what's sort of the next journey for you?
1: Hopefully. I mean, it's hard to know. We definitely have talked about, you know, doing some traveling. So once Tide is a bit older, maybe we'll... Um, you know travel around show him the world but um, for now I think we're very happy here we just need to get like our vegetable patches going more in spring and you know like invest a bit more time in our house and
0: just enjoy really. Exactly oh we're so excited to follow your journey and to learn so much more about what you're doing. Keep sharing your incredible stories. So every time you do something, let us know. <laughs> we want to hear about it. And hopefully we can organise a bit of like a, a, a cleanup together in the in the coming months. Yes. It would be so incredible. Yes. I think it would be so, so special. Yeah, but we'll do that. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Thank, and you. thank you. I appreciate you so much. And we'll talk soon. Thank you.
1: Bye.